Hello everyone, it's Andrea, your podcast friend, and welcome back to Love Andrea, a podcast all about how to navigate love and life in New York City and other random fun topics I like to talk about as well. So welcome back, and if this is your first time tuning in, hello, nice to meet you. I really, really appreciate it. So today, I'm coming back with another solo New York City episode, going back to the basics. <laughs> if you're new here, I cover New York City life through my lens. I'm from California, moved to New York City a few years ago, so I share my personal experiences and yeah, just write love letters to my old self and just tell my old self what I would have done differently, give you all advice if you are planning to move to New York or go on a similar journey. I am here to give you some advice and just give you, you know, a little love letter. Get it? Love, Andrea. (laughs) On my podcast, I have shared how I moved to New York City, how I got a job in New York City, how I made friends in New York City. The list goes on. (laughs) But today, I am going to be sharing how I truly became a New Yorker, at least through my lens. You know, some people look at me and say, you're still a Cali girl. You're not a New Yorker. And yes, obviously. I'm still a Cali girl. I'm from California. That's my home. I radiate Cali. (laughs) But um, yeah, I feel like I truly grew into um, a different person, but a good different person. You know, the change wasn't bad. So I want to share how I became a New Yorker, um, what I went through, my experiences, and just give you all some advice if you are taking similar steps. So before we dive right into this episode about how I became a New Yorker, I want to say thank you for the love on my last two episodes. Episode 18 with my boyfriend and episode 19, (laughs) the spooky Disney fan theories, which isn't that spooky, but it was a lot of fun to record. And I'm actually going to do a similar episode in honor of the Halloween spooky season. (laughs) So look forward to that. But yeah, I just want to say thank you for the love on that. I know the episode with my boyfriend was super highly requested. It's out there. It's for you. So if you haven't listened to it yet, go check it out. It's a very well-loved episode. (laughs) And yeah, also want to say thank you because I passed 1,000 listens on my podcast, which is amazing. It's over 1,000 now. Um, This was news I found out a while ago, but I haven't announced it on the podcast yet. So here I am saying thank you. Honestly, I really appreciate it. So all right, now let's get into today's episode. So again, I share my exact process of moving, how I found a job, and just my whole journey from A to B, Cali to New York (laughs) in my earlier episodes. I think my first episode actually is how I moved to New York City. So If you're new here and you haven't listened to it yet, go ahead and listen. Um, Just disclaimer, that was my first episode, so I definitely sound not as comfortable as I do now. (laughs) But um, yeah, I share a lot of good information in that episode. But I was always drawn to New York City ever since I just saw it on the big screen when I would watch movies. I was just so in awe of it and I admire New York City and I just always wanted to take that leap but just didn't know if I should and again I talk all about this in my earlier episodes but yeah I was always so drawn to it 
And I think if you're in that same position as I was back then where you've always loved New York City and you really want to move, but you're just like too scared to take the leap, don't know how, don't know where to start, um, I think the first question is to ask yourself, what do you want to get out of New York City? Like, what is your main goal? Because if you don't have a goal or like a purpose of being here, it's really hard to... Um, just keep your head above water, you know, because you are getting thrown with the big sharks and um, I feel like everyone knows that but I just really really need to say it and make sure everyone knows that New York City if you're not from here and you kind of just move and take a leap especially if you're from California or somewhere where people are a little more friendly and yeah just the culture is a lot different um, yeah you just need to find like a purpose or if not you could drown here (laughs) you could um, give up and go back you could have just a lot of um, bad memories and bad moments with New York um, if you don't have an end goal or purpose now if you are just coming here to visit friends and family or just going on a little vacation maybe you're doing a New York City trip you know for two weeks or something and just venturing out by yourself but you end up, you know, your end goal is going home. Um, This advice isn't for you, of course. Live it up, have fun in New York, be safe. (laughs) But this advice and question is to those who want to move and just like transition their life. They just want to move to New York City. Like that's what they want to do. And they're just going to take the leap and they're just going to do it. Um, Yeah, that's when I ask you, what is your goal? And now your goal can change over time. So you can have a goal, go for it, do it, (laughs) move here, go towards that goal. And that goal can change. Maybe you find a new purpose or maybe that purpose wasn't suited for you. Uh, That happens. That definitely happens. And you just change direction. But um, as long as you're still striving for something in New York, then I think your head will stay above water. It's also really important to note that if you do have family here um, or connection or a community already um, upon moving here, then it is a little bit easier to not have, I guess, purpose. And I'll go into what I mean by having a goal and purpose, but like if you're here and you have some type of community, it's easier to get by, Um, you have a familiar face, so it's not as scary. Again, um, I share this in my earlier episodes but I just took the leap and I moved here I had no family um I do have my boyfriend but you know I still lived with random roommates when I first came here um he was my only connection I didn't have a community I didn't have um you know people to hang out with or go out with I was just like by myself basically trying to figure this out trying to find a job and just trying to you know, make it in the big city, basically. So if you're out here doing the same thing as me, or, you know, you're going to do that, um, it's hard. It can get lonely. Okay, so Andrea, what are you talking about? What goal? What purpose? Like, what? What? (laughs) Okay, so my goal was finding a job in New York. So your goal doesn't have to be so big and elaborate. Um, it could be small. It doesn't have to be like, yeah, so complicated or anything like that. It can literally be like, I am trying to find two friends in New York City, two close friends. That is my goal. 
Um, my goal is, like I said, to find a job. That was mine. So as long as you have that, that's motivating you, you know, some type of purpose of being here, because if you're just here to be here, um, it's really hard. And for those who are moving for internships and a job, I would say try to find another goal. You know, okay, you already got that internship, you already got that job. Yes, you want to keep thriving in your workplace. I would say get another goal. I understand having a job and internship and just maintaining that and just trying to grow in that company is already a goal, but find another goal that separates work to help you um, stick with New York City if that's what you want. You want to stay in New York City if you don't have another goal like, you know, wanting to volunteer, wanting to do something in the city. It can be really hard to get lost still, Um, but for me, when I moved here, I didn't have a community, I didn't even have a job, just had my two suitcases, and I moved to New York City, like, all right, I'm ready to change my life, and um, yeah, my goal was to find a job. So I wanted a job I can use my degree in, that was my goal, so when I moved here, within two months, I got a job at a coffee shop, um, but I didn't want it to end there, I was very unhappy but I needed money <laughs> so um, to pay my rent and all that good stuff, of course. But I kept working towards that goal of trying to find a job with my degree. My next goal after my job was trying to find a community, trying to find a good friend or a couple of good friends that I can rely on without my boyfriend. <laughs> that was the goal. And let me tell you, that goal, that goal is hard, okay? Like, I am very blessed to have my boyfriend and his community and just like finding people through him. But when you're on your own, trying to find people by yourself, oh my gosh, it is so much harder. It's really hard to make friends as an adult. So again, finding a goal is very important. You know, find that community, go for that Broadway show and work towards it. Just keep showing up for yourself, for your goal, because if not, again, it gets hard lonely. That brings me to my next point and again this is all from my personal experience through my lens of living here but you're going to have to be okay to be lonely sometimes and maybe you're an introvert and you're like Andrea I'm good I'm already lonely and I love it (laughs) but I came from a place where I was really social I had a lot of friends I was always around family And even when I was doing my own thing, I knew someone that I loved and cared for was in the next room. Um, I just had people around me. So it never felt truly lonely. But moving here, it can get lonely. You know, it's so crazy and you hear this a lot, but New York City has what, I don't know how many, but a lot of people that live here that it just sounds funny to say, you know, you feel lonely here in New York City. But that's what's ironic about it. It's like, yes, a lot of people do feel so lonely in this sea of people because everyone is hustling, doing their own thing, finding their own goal. And it's just, yeah, it can get very lonely if you don't have that community, if you don't have that group already. That was a huge culture shock for me because when I moved into my first apartment, I was just like very confused because my roommates were very to themselves. Again, everyone's experience is different, but I lived in two different apartments and had basically the same experience in both where everyone's in their own world. Um, They really just don't want to hang out with you. They just need a place to stay. And I feel like 
that's just New York City, I guess. And again, every place is different. Maybe, you know, you're that one person that gets lucky <laughs> and finds your best friend and your roommate. But here it's just, yeah, it's just a lot different. You can tell people are just here to get by until they find their own end goal. It's just very different here and can get very lonely. And that was just a big shock to me. So I was really, really sad the beginning of my journey living in New York. I would cry often because I just missed my family. I just missed a community, um, a group, people that loved me, that supported me. Um, just close by and so it was really hard for me to adjust um, because everyone is so independent here and kind of in their own worlds that it's just like what no I need people like that's how I live <laughs> as I feed off of other people's energy so um, it's just really tough if you don't know anyone and so I had to get used to being lonely really rough and I don't know. I eventually learned to be okay. I think there's a point in your life, no matter where you are, you're going to have to be okay to be by yourself. Um, I know this sounds like, what, are you a little kid or something? But no, like, you know, it wasn't more of a like, oh, I'm scared because I'm alone. It's just like, I wasn't totally happy about being alone. Um, and that concerned me because I'm like, why am I not happy you know, just with me. <laughs> I had times where I went out with my boyfriend, where I hung out with his friends, but, you know, my life was going to work, coming back, watching a YouTube video, and sleeping. And now I'm just like, yep, I love that life. <laughs> but back then I wasn't, yeah, happy about it. I was the person that was always going shopping with a friend, grabbing coffee with someone. I was always doing something. So not having that community here, not having just the option to do that because I didn't know anyone um, was really sad but why couldn't I just go out and you know take a walk of course in daylight when it's safe <laughs> or why can't I you know go to the mall go shopping by myself why can't I go to the coffee shop and just read a book by myself why do I need people um, and I learned that it's okay to be by yourself I had to learn the hard way <laughs> but um, as time passed, I learned to enjoy being by myself. I love the quiet time. I love just watching something and just like being my, by myself and watching it. Um, that's when I really got into YouTube. I've always loved YouTube videos, but I don't think I truly binged and watched YouTube the way I do now. Um, if I didn't have that rough period because I needed like you know, internet friends who don't know me, <laughs> but um, that's when I found like David Jobrick's like vlogs and back in like 2016, I found him and the vlog squad and just living through their lives basically <laughs> in my little closet room and <laughs> just watching their fun times together brought me joy. Um, and just, yeah, that was the time where I really started binging YouTube videos and like starting to see this whole community and was just like, wow, there's a community online, I love it. Um, and just, yeah, not saying like, replace your loneliness with YouTube, <laughs> but I found something that made me happy and I was fine by myself. And now that's just something I love doing by myself. Like if I have quiet time and I'm by myself, I'm like, okay, I wanna watch a YouTube video. I wanna catch up on, you know, my favorite creators and watch their videos, so. 
Um, now it's just like my favorite thing to do by myself. <laughs> so if you do live in New York City and you need a friend, you know, slide in my DMs at Love Andrea Podcast. <laughs> kidding, but not kidding. <laughs> so honestly, really hit me up. <laughs> but basically what I'm trying to say is everyone's experience is different. Um, I don't want to come off as harsh <laughs> and like, oh, wow she's depressing but this is just like my honest and raw thoughts and my experience just from someone who was a social butterfly and just went into total culture shock here because everyone just does their own thing and don't care to socialize and I'm like okay I guess I have to learn to be okay being by myself and I did and I'm glad I did so I think that's helped me become a New Yorker me being okay to be alone (laughs) not depressing at all (laughs) okay okay so why is new york city so tough all right i feel like the next thing i'm going to share really defines why i feel like i'm a new yorker okay traveling so back in california in my little suburb hometown area we had this thing called cars We drove ourselves around and I didn't take uh, public transportation because I had a car. So I always felt safe in my little car, my little bubble, singing my radio songs, driving just by myself. And, you know, when you're in your car by yourself, you don't feel like lonely. You know, you just feel like safe. Like this is my little my little hub. But in New York, you use the subway system, the public transportation system. And it's a little bit different because, you know, you are sharing a bus, a train with strangers. And honestly, people just want to get to their destination, okay? But also, they want to protect themselves. So they're not going to let their guard down because although New York City is a city that offers a lot of opportunity, it also can get dangerous. And this, you know, is everywhere. Any state, there's good areas, bad areas, you know? But still, New York City, it can, get, it can get a little frightening at times. And people honestly just want to get to their destination safely. So they have their resting face <laughs> and they just don't make eye contact. And they just want to get from point A to point B. And I learned that the hard way of people just walking into me because I was in their way, technically. People just kind of coming off rude and just like get out of my way trying to get to my destination um and it just feels very busy i learned that that's kind of just the respect people have for each other they just try to get to their destination so they're going to have a resting face they're going to you know give you a dirty look if you give them a look because they're like stay away from me. I don't know what you're about. (laughs) People just want to stay protected and get to their destination, basically. So I think what I was mainly intimidated by when I went on public transportation is this confidence New Yorkers have. They just carry themselves with so much confidence. Again, (laughs) I think it's just them just getting to their destination. So they're just like, don't bother me. I just want to get to where I want to go. Um, You know, don't stop me kind of thing. But to me, it came off as just like this confidence and like swag. Do people say swag anymore? Anyway, (laughs) but yeah, I really, really admired that. I was like, oh my gosh, like this person knows what they're doing. (laughs) Like, 
<laughs> just the way they carry themselves. So honestly, I just studied New Yorkers and how they acted and how they survived this concrete jungle and I started acting like them. <laughs> now my boyfriend's like, we're in Queens, you know, there's friendlier people here. Can you take it down a notch? You know, you're not on public transportation. Like you need to learn how to turn off your public transportation New Yorker and just put on the I'm back you know in Queens New Yorker <laughs> because I just need to learn that balance because everywhere I go now I kind of have that intimidating resting face where I'm just like don't mess with me but really it's just because I'm protecting myself I don't want anyone to mess with me <laughs> there are a lot of areas that I travel to in New York for work having to cover events um, when I would meet up with friends late at night um, or just being out late at night, you know, going home, I really just had to have this confidence to make sure no one was going to mess with me. I'm not saying if someone came up with me, I would do like a whole, you know, karate routine and take them down, but I walk fast, I carry myself a certain way, um, I just don't seem naive when I'm on the road walking. Um, if someone was to say something dumb or someone was trying to stop me, I'd either just ignore them and walk by or if they were in my way, kind of give them a dirty look and walk around them. Um, again, <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> That's just me asking for trouble. But I don't know, I just have this thing now because I think I have experienced so many people trying to scam me or just like being out late at night and walking back home and just feeling this like uncomfortableness and so I had to make sure that no one was going to mess with me so I literally would grab my house keys and I would put it in between my like knuckles if that makes sense and kind of just like walk with them that way so if like someone mess with me I'm just like ha ah! <laughs> just like stabs them with my key <laughs> I don't know never happened thank god and I don't know if that's gonna work but yeah oh eventually my boyfriend got me some pepper spray because he was like yeah here you go you're gonna need this I'm like awesome <laughs> so I want to actually share a story <laughs> talking about pepper spray okay so this episode is not meant to scare anyone honestly it's just like my real experiences okay so I want to share an experience when I was on my way to work so my parents who are listening to this, don't freak out. I'm alive now. I'm fine. <laughs> so, okay, so I was on my way to my job. So my stop is Grand Central Station, and that is actually a very busy station. That's like a main hub for people. I would say Times Square, Grand Central, and Penn Station are all like huge stations um, and gives you know, a lot of options for people, you know, to go to the Bronx or to Brooklyn. So it's just like one of those like main hub stations, basically. Luckily, I um, work off of Grand Central Station. And so it's a downtown midtown area. So it's not a bad area at all. It's actually a tourist location. So I don't feel unsafe going to Grand Central Station because it is so like popular. I don't feel like, you know, I'm going to be in danger in any way. Um, because there's people around me and so yeah, I feel safe But this particular day morning <laughs> on my way to work. I got off the Grand Central Station And there was I guess 
this guy who didn't seem to be all there and he had pepper spray and he was spraying this other guy again I don't know what happened like right before I like my doors open and my stop you know stopped literally right when the train stopped and it was time to get off I got off and this guy was like pepper spraying and there was no cops around that morning like what that always just seems to happen, you know, just, anyway, okay, <laughs> so he was spraying this random guy, and this guy was, like, basically getting stung with, you know, with pepper spray in his eyes, and this crazy guy was starting to do this to other people, and I was literally behind a lady that he did it to, and I was like, oh my gosh, like, I'm about to get pepper sprayed right now, I'm just trying to go to work, and I just ran, basically, up the stairs, up the escalator, and was just like, I need to get out of here, and, like, that wasn't like, oh my god, my life is over kind of experience, but it was scary, okay, I've never been pepper sprayed before, I don't want to know how it feels, there was actually other people telling these cops that were up there, like, what was going on down there, and so then they rushed down there, and took care of everything, but, yeah, those are the kind of things that may happen <laughs> but again um stay alert i saw what was happening and i was like okay i need to walk the other way um i just like need to run for it i just need to get myself out of the situation um again i think god was just watching over me like she's not getting pepper sprayed just you're good <laughs> new york city's tough but again this is just a story i wanted to share all that to say is why i just walk with a straight face get to my destination walk fast try not to let anyone bother me is for those type of experiences i just don't want to be bothered and i don't ever want to be pepper sprayed but um, a lot of people have told me that they would try to say hi to me like they see me walking on the sidewalk and they're like oh there's Andrea and they're like hey and that I just like <laughs> don't even know what's happening and I'm just like walking past them because I'm like gotta get to my destination don't bother me like <laughs> and they would like text me later like hey are you mad at me or something <laughs> I'm like what like yeah, I tried saying hi to you and you just like ignored me and I'm like, oh my gosh, I didn't even know, I promise, like, I was just trying to catch the train, so, yeah. <laughs> so because I grew up kind of sheltered, not kind of, I did, I grew up sheltered, um, I had parents that protect me at all costs, I was really never in danger, I was never a rebel child, I never got into um, just, you know, rebellious things that... This all was a wake-up call. <laughs> Here, kind of just like going through the rough New York life. Um, yeah, it can get tough, it can get crazy. And so I just make sure that I'm alert at all times and I know what's around me. And I feel like I could, you know, I could take someone down <laughs> if I really wanted to. <laughs> okay, so this is really cliche, but it's so true. Like Frank Sinatra said, <laughs> if you can make it here, you can make it anywhere. I honestly believe that. I am so grateful to have grown up in my 20s in New York and just live, you know, my early 20s New York life here. I just, yeah, I'm so grateful for that. I am so, I'm just, yeah, so grateful for that. And I feel like, honestly, I can conquer anything now. <laughs> honestly, whether New York wants me or not, I feel like, I'm here. I truly belong. <laughs> I conquered you, New York. I did it. <laughs> and yeah, I would honestly recommend this experience. Again, just being alert, having that confidence, and 
yeah, again, finding your goal here because it's easy to get lost and just feel really, really sad. So finding your goal, working towards it because New York can get crazy. But if you keep working towards it, you're going to get to where you want to be. And like I said before, the goals can definitely change. Just truly find your purpose here. Because even though New York can be scary and intimidating, once you conquer it, you're just like, oh, this is my home. I love it. I know it. <laughs> so now I'm going to answer some questions that you all asked. So if you want to be part of my podcast planning process, make sure to follow me on Instagram at loveandreapodcast. And yeah, I post from time to time what I'm going to be talking about and ask you all what you want to hear and if you have any questions and yeah I really enjoy the questions you guys submit and I enjoy answering them so what was your worst public transit experience I actually just answered this about the pepper spray honestly didn't do that on purpose um, but yes this pepper spray experience that I told you earlier was probably my worst experience. I mean, I have had those experiences like everyone else where someone's sick on the other car and so you have to wait and wait and wait and then you're late to work and you're like, wow, awesome. Or when it's just stuck, um, when the train doesn't wanna come. Yeah, all the like normal public transportation problems that people go through, I definitely went through and just got frustrated at, but the like most crazy one was probably that one was the pepper spray experience. How are you handling New York winters? The first one was so rough. I was so excited to see snow fall and I was like, oh my gosh, snow is falling, it's cute, it's pretty, winter vibes. And then I actually have to go out and commute in it. Yeah, that's awful. <laughs> Wearing your snow boots, walking through it. Um, I've had an experience where I was at work and then a blizzard just came upon us. Um, there was like no warning on the transportation side, like no one prepared for this. And so they really downplayed it all week. Like, you know, it's just going to be a small little snowfall, ain't going to be a blizzard. I think this was like last year and it was a blizzard, like crazy blizzard, maybe two years ago, actually. And like on my way home, transportation sucked and, um, I didn't wear the right proper shoes because no one <laughs> warned me because it's one of those days where it's clear outside you know it's a little cold but you know nothing too crazy but then when you're on your way home it's like snowing inches and inches and inches and your feet are freezing cold and yeah i remember i just could not feel my toes and it was the worst experience ever so winter i am more prepared now <laughs> because i've experienced winter toes okay things you like about cali and things you like about new york of course the number one thing is the weather um only thing is California during this time is really hot still like it's not even cold like at night maybe it get down to like the 60s depending what area you live in and it gets a little chilly but yeah most of the time you don't experience like the sweater weather <laughs> you just experience hot heat and you can honestly just tan by the pool during November, December, which is like crazy. Which borough is your favorite to visit, why? So I said this basically in almost every episode um, that I live in Queens and I love Queens because it's just so much diversity, love the food. Yeah, love, love Queens, but 
what borough I like to visit and why is Brooklyn. My boyfriend actually does not care for Brooklyn. Um, only because the traffic sucks and he just doesn't like commuting there. <laughs> but once you're in Brooklyn, they have really good food spots. Again, like I feel like everywhere in New York City, the culture is great. But I do love Brooklyn. Just the views are nice, especially Dumbo area. It's really, really pretty. Good Instagram picture, please. <laughs> Given New York City's diversity, what foods have you tried and liked the best? So again, I live in Queens and Flushing has a lot of Asian foods and I love, love it. Um, but I've tried Peruvian food, which I really, really liked. Um, I feel like I'm just very knowledgeable in Asian foods. Um, anything from a pork bun to a ramen noodle <laughs> to like just literally anything. Um, and again, TikTok has done a great job at showing me the places I haven't eaten at yet. <laughs> so um, yeah, I've been like bookmarking and like, okay, I have to try this place, this place. Um, yeah, I feel like I need to explore a little bit more at like what foods and try new foods. New York experience has been in flushing and eating flushing food. And also when I go out to the city, I feel like it's either just a very classy restaurant or I'm going to Chinatown eating a ramen, eating ramen or something. So um, yeah, I, I guess I would say Asian foods because I know they have that back where I'm from in California, but like I just never went out in like went to go eat it and I feel like it's probably better here to be quite honest <laughs> so yeah <laughs> how has New York City changed since COVID um yeah so this year was just we all know how this year went down <laughs> um, but in New York City specifically March April and May were the tough months for like every New Yorker basically I mean like everyone in the world basically but like specifically New York um, and for me it was really rough and again for like a lot of people but um, now it's October 2020 for reference so <laughs> whenever you're listening to it to this episode it is October 2020 and there are a lot of things that are already open and they actually just open indoor dining and the gyms are now open and yeah I feel like New York City isn't as alive as it was before, but it's not dead, if that makes sense. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I feel a lot happier because I think the energy's back. People are happier here. Um, our rate is pretty low still in New York City. Um, we're having some hot spots then and there. But the energy and the way it feels, it just doesn't feel as lonely as it was in the beginning. Or, you know, lonely and dark, I would say. Um, so, yeah. I mean, it's definitely changed like a lot of other areas. Definitely taking a shift and, yeah, very curious on how, you know, the rest of the year is going to be and how next year is going to be. But... Um, just trying not to think too much, you know, stress myself out, <laughs> but yeah, thank you for submitting your questions, thank you for listening to me, I hope you enjoy this episode of me sharing why I think I became a New Yorker, oh, also, I <laughs> don't know if this is a New Yorker thing, but I just love a good New York bagel, like, that is my thing, 
I'm all about the bagels. <laughs> a good breakfast sandwich bagel, a good just cream cheese bagel. Um, yeah, I really want to try like a good lox bagel. <laughs> I tried a lox bagel the other day, but it wasn't that great. And I think it was the place I ordered. Um, so I'm going to give it another chance. <laughs> so if you know any good places in New York City where I can get a good lox bagel, let me know. Um, but yeah, so I'm all about the bagels here. <laughs> so I'm not saying like, oh, that's what makes you a New Yorker. But I think it's definitely um, something I can add to my list. <laughs> so I hope this was a little helpful or that you just enjoyed hearing my experience. Um, of course, if you have any questions, go ahead and send me a message on Instagram. More than happy to help you out and answer them. But okay, I am going to end the episode here. So thanks for listening. I really, really appreciate it. And I will talk to you all soon. Love, Andrea, your podcast friend. Thank you.